Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome, welcome, folks, to this Chunkanu Jam Session Series. And we are in episode two. The reason why we're calling it the Junkanu Jam Series is because when I was going into the history of Junkanu, initially I thought I could cover everything in one episode. But when I started to look at Jamaican Junkanu, which is what we covered in episode one, please check it out. And looking at Junkanoo in the Bahamas is something very different and distinct from Jamaica. Then looking at Junkanoo in places like Belize and Nicaragua. And then also finding out that Junkanoo existed in the southern USA. And there is a recent resurgence to bring it back. A festival based on African heroes and resistance that is connecting the USA to the Caribbean and connecting us to each other. Isn't that wonderful? So we are delving into this Junkanoo Jam Session series. In this episode, we are touching on Bohemian Junkanoo, its brief history, and some of the intricacies we may not know about. But stay tuned, folks. We have an amazing episode coming up when we'll be speaking to a historian 
from the Bahamas, went back to the motherland, went back to Ghana to really connect the Junkanu story back to the motherland. And he will be joining us very soon to be part of the Junkanu Jam Session series. So look out for an episode. It's going to be fire. So let's jump into Junkanu of the Bahamas. Anywho, let's jump into Bahamian Junkanu, which is a very different field to Jamaican Junkanu. When looking at the Bahamas, which is 700 islands, we tend to congeal, you know, these hundreds of islands under one identity. And just like town to town, district to district, different areas of a country have different identities. So when looking at the Bahamas, it is reputed that Cat Island in the Bahamas to have the strongest African-based culture. And that traditional junk canoe in Cat Island faded away in the 1950s. But there has been a revival by the younger generation to bring it back. And now, of course, many of us know that Junkanoo in the Bahamas is one of the biggest festivals you find. It's glitzy, it's glamorous, it's huge, it's feathers, it's gems, it's gold and silver, and it's absolutely visually stunning. It has a very different feel to Jamaican Junkanoo. But that doesn't mean that Junkanoo in the Bahamas did not have its very humble beginnings and did not have its pushback. Um, and yes, it's seen as a very hugely commercial, um, tourism-centered festival. And you don't really think about it having any spiritual backdrop or origins. But just like Jamaican Junkanoo, it is rooted in resistance. The history of Junkanoo, it has many different versions and variants, but it is of the belief that it is the same story that went to Jamaica, landed in the Bahamas of the celebration of the man from Ghana, John Kanu, who had defeated the British and the Dutch and was doing some gangster things, right? And they started to incorporate their own versions of African masquerade as well into the Bahamas, even using things like the materials that you can find everywhere, you make do and make something with it, make a costume with it. In the Bahamas, you'd find some early photographs of Junkanu celebrators using sponge, as in a sea sponge, which was something that was so abundant in the Bahamas, and they used that to make Junkanu costumes. So the earliest record of Junkanu occurring in the Bahamas, recorded, I should say recorded, is 1801. But it did receive a lot of pushback because, of course, um, the colonial lawmakers, plantation owners, and so on, did not like to see gatherings of enslaved Africans in doing something which was seen as very heathenish, anti-Christian, and so on. This went on even after emancipation. But in the early days, the Junkanoo Parade, the use of sea sponges, but also masqueraders would use simple things like getting flour and making a paste and covering their faces. That gives them that sense of anonymity. It gives them that sense of, I am masked, so I cannot be reprieved for or punished um, for engaging in this type of masquerade. But also this use of parody, the parody of Europeans, which is something you'll find in different elements of Junkanoo. This kind of confrontation and parody and making fun of the colonial leaders in, within the colonies. In the Bahamas, you'd find many of the same resonances from Jamaica, the use of the goat skin drum. And later on, they replaced the flower paste with a wire mask, which is something you can find in other parts, right? I've seen it used by the Shortney in Grenada. 
as well. So just looking at how we are intertwined in so many different ways. So the use of the wire mask, bugles, horns, the drum, and the various characters will be a mix of African spirituality and a parody of Europeans and a development of a hybridized Caribbean masquerade. This is what Junkanu in the Bahamas has become. There is a photograph of a Junkanu masquerader from 1935 and the caption says he danced for coppers to fill the money pouch hanging from his wrist. So looking at how in the engagement of masqueraders and receiving donations as well, which is something you also saw in Jamaica. So speaking about post-emancipation Bahamas, the formerly enslaved were marginalized into black neighborhoods, but they would use Junkanu as a means of political rebellion, making a political statement, and go to an area over the hill. Because once you cross over the hill, you are entering the white spaces of the Bahamas. And they used to do that during their Junkanoo festivities. Once again, to confront, to resist through joy, using the drum they say you can't use, singing the songs they say you can't sing, broken up, winding up, doing all the things. But entering those very predominantly white spaces is something that we have to recognize is so powerful and how we have used masquerade, even intertwining the spirituality behind it, but using masquerade as a means to reclaim space, right? So much so that in 1899, the government limited Junkanoo under the Street Nuisance Act. Just like in Trinidad in the 1880s, they had the Peace Ordinance Act where they banned the use of the drum. But yes, black Bahamians continued the festival every year until the government started to see, hmm, they could make them money. Money, honey. And that is when Junkanoo started to grow and expand and be supported. It could be seen as a cultural event to attract tourists and visitors and revenue to the country. And then it has now been encouraged. Some contemporary Junkanoo bands are like a thousand people or more. That's just one band in current Bohemian Junkanoos. That goes to show just how massive it is. If you see the size of the floats, the intricacy of the costumes, Bohemian Junkanoo is next level, visually is spectacular. But let me go back a little bit though. What is old time Junkanoo? What does old time Junkanoo look like? How can we go back and honor those elements of the traditions of old style Junkanoo? That comes from the Bahamas. So looking at back to our guy, Kenneth Bilby. He had gone down to Bahamas as well. Whilst in the Bahamas, he had interviewed several elder Bohemians. And one says this, when you get tired of rushing in a church, where rushing was a means of movement and dance and so on. When you got tired of rushing in the church, you could simply go out onto the street and dance Junkanoo. Another former practitioner of both traditions, meaning church and Junkanu, because sometimes it was seen as they could not coexist. Even in 1994, there are Christian groups that are petitioning against um, Junkanu continuing the Bahamas. But one former practitioner of both traditions describes this overlap as she experienced it in the community of Orange Creek. Before time, Christmas time, you go to church like 10 o'clock at night. Then you'll march from 12 o'clock till high sun the next morning. Till high sun. Big morning you come home. Sleepy and dragging on the side there. 
and you sing in rush out now they'd rush they'd rush and you see christmas when you come out christmas morning out of the church you go right into the junker room you're drumming out there beating beating faithful must join them the junker performers were waiting waiting for you to come out of the church and when you come out of the church you go into the junker and the junker rush there used to be some good times those days isn't that amazing especially like how church even though caribbean church is a bit different but how in terms of praying to god and all of that you had to be very humble and so on and the fact that the junkunu performers are waiting for you outside the church it's like they're pulling you so even when the church is saying nah don't do this you can't be part of that that you are still pulled to me in my humble opinion spiritually that spiritual connection you could not be severed from that so in the essay it goes on to say at another point the same individual elaborated on the seamless movement of joint participants between the inside and outside context so the inside of the church and outside of the church you hear what i tell you the junkanu when the christmas as morning gets on the eve of breaking the junkanus who are leading up the junkanu they're gearing up for just how the church come out yeah, they're gearing up for just how the church out. They join with the Junkanu, you know. Some of them Junkanu leaders was in church before. They go out in time to get ready for that Junkanu. Well, they go. Some of them get the drums heated, get ready for that Junkanu, get dressed up, wipe up the skin with powder and stuff. This was a quote from one of the elders from Cat Island in the Bahamas, speaking about their experience between church and Junkanu in the Bahamas. The boundaries between secular and sacred appear to have been particularly frangible during the rolling out of the old year, as it was called, and the passage into the new, a liminal time of heightened spiritual sensitivity. The services of New Year's Eve, with rushing and prayer that continued throughout the night and into the following morning, were held for the express purpose of pushing out the old year, which is a lot of us do that. We do midnight mass and them kind of things in church right again as participants referred to it and ushering the community safely into the new year thus completing and rebirthing the annual cycle of ritual observances that mirrored the sacred cycle of life and death itself but just before midnight inside the church the celebrants would go around shaking each other's hands and singing a spiritual song and one of the spiritual songs that he's talking about here is about jesus spare us another year and thanking god for another year and that in terms of Jesus' love for their children. And then going outside and hearing different chants by the Junkanu must have been such a, a duality as well. So he says, hey, in the community of Dumfries, for instance, children until relatively recently, which is about 1930s or 40s, because as you're saying, Junkanu had died out by the 1950s and then had its recent resurgence over the past few decades but they would annually take to the streets shortly after christmas to join in play processions mimicking the more serious junkanoo masquerading that they had seen adults perform during the holiday season the masks fashioned by these children from cardboard with large holes for eyes resembled human skulls while imitating the performances of the elders they sang songs such as the following spirit walking on wire Juke he foot in the fire. 
Like I need to marinate on on that spirit walking on wire, jokey foot on the fire, and I think it's it's almost talking about. I don't know, navigating yourself on this very thin wire and getting choked by the fire, which is, I guess, the flames of hell or, or being punished. Very, very interesting. And I wonder if that comes from African-centered belief systems or Christianity or a mixture of the two. Very, very interesting. It says to the north in Orange Creek, instead of donning actual masks, the Junkanoo revelers would sometimes coat their faces with white powder, a widespread practice in Central and West Africa, as well as the Maroons people of Suriname. This is something I've seen as well, especially during precursors to rebellions that happened in North America, that have happened in Jamaica, that have happened in Suriname, also in the Virgin Islands, the use of the white powder as a means of empowerment, which is something that I found coming in from Ghana something called adurupa which is a white powder which was supposed to bring forth the power of your ancestors onto you and also to make you impervious to any bullet gunshot lashing whatever but it was used they covered themselves in this powder before engaging in some form of resistance so is it that they use the flower to mimic whites make themselves anonymous or connect to that African spiritual element of making you impervious through this use of the white powder. Because the white powder wasn't just flour. It was clay intermixed with so many other different things, herbs, which are kept secret, right? So this is a very interesting point. Why did we use the white powder? In Junkanoo, you more see now the wire mesh masks, um, which is supposed to mimic ridicule the European colonial forces. So maybe they are separate things that have been made to be congealed together to, in the assumption that they all mean the same thing, right? But I thought it was quite cool. And looking at the fact that the spirit of Junkanoo in the Bahamas is also rooted in resistance in terms of reclamation of space, going over the hill, even just like how that Moravian minister in Jamaica was so frustrated with the enslaved on the plantation in 1812, and then, okay, how many miles away in the Bahamas, decades later, right? Over a hundred plus years later, how, you know, the descendants of enslaved people in the Bahamas who are there up in the church singing Jesus loves still could not sever themselves from the junkan, right? I think that's something so powerful. And I'm going to leave it right there, right, right there episode done <laughs> definitely need a part two because when we get into american junkanoo and then belizean nicaraguan honduran junkanoo with the garifuna people that's a whole next thing we're going into but just the power in our masquerade let me not trivialize it let me honor it and you know what we can have santa claus and all of that too eh? but let me have junkanoo
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.